Hello, friends. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website, right in the midst of the holidays and also as the coming Holy Day uh, for all believers throughout the world. And when I say believers, I believe specifically I'm talking about uh, believing upon the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is the Christian faith, and this is the Christian community, and this is a Christian Holy Day. Day. Praise God that we celebrate the birth of Jesus and we commemorate the fact that he came here to go to the cross for us. I want to talk to you today about the spiritual understanding of Christmas, a spiritual understanding of Christmas. It's very easy even for Christians to miss the true spiritual significance of this most holy of Christian celebrations. And I said most holy. If he had not come to lay in the manger, he could not go and hang on the cross. So we have, we have a, an opportunity to dig deep in the Word of God today and to really begin to I, I reiterate actually a sermon that I preached some time ago, but I want to, and I'm already so excited about it, I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to pull it down into Granny Low. If you don't know, if you're not a truck driver, you don't know what that's all about. Some trucks have what they call a granny low. Don't know where that was came from, but I know it's the lowest gear you can put her in, and it will pull. <laughs> well, we're going to have to slow down to granny low because we got something to bring forth today that we can only bring forth with the help of of the Holy Spirit. Some of it uh, is is controversial, even among Christian scholars. Some of it is absolutely clarion clear. And that that is controversial, we'll we'll leave that in the to, to, to the controversies. But that that is crystal clear, we can bring it forth and declare it as it is written in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So if you have your Bibles on the subject of spiritual understanding of Christmas, if you will turn with me, I want to take time to teach a little while today. And take time with us, will you? Take time to kind of kind of relax a little bit and, and set aside this time uh, for your soul's enrichment for further spiritual and, and, and Christian education today. Amen. We all know the story of Christmas, don't we? We know uh, all of the basics and we hear it reiterated and that's good and we should. But we want to go a little bit deeper today in the book of Revelation chapter 12. Listen to it carefully. Once again, a spiritual understanding of Christmas. It says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered, for to deliver her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a child, a man-child, who was to rule 
all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. First it says there is a wonder in heaven, which simply means a sign, a mark, a token, that which a person or a thing is distinguished from others and is known. Hallelujah. Let me read these definitions uh, and, and listen to it carefully. It says an unusual occurrence, transcending the common course of nature, of signs portending remarkable events soon to happen, of miracles and wonders by which God authenticates the men sent by Him or by which men prove that, that, that the cause they are pleading are God's. You see, friend, the miraculous wonder of Christmas from earth's perspective is that a virgin conceived, and that is true, and it is crucial to our faith. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a child. And while that is so true, heaven's emphasis is the child and not the lesser sign of the, his birth to a virgin, but that God took on flesh and came down to our fallen world to do battle for our eternal souls. The identity of this woman has been debated by Christians for many generations. The woman who brought forth the man-child definitely is not speaking of Mother Mary. Listen, and the woman fled in verse 6 unto the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. None of this verse can be applied to the Virgin Mary. Some say the congregation of Israel is what this is talking about, uh, of the Old Testament or the spiritual Israel or the church of the New Testament and a mingling, therefore, of the two, some believe. That's speculation. It's not clear. But one thing is absolutely clear and for sure. The child is Jesus. The child is clearly a reference to Jesus, God's Son, by mentioning Jesus' birth and ascension together. John is presenting the life of Christ as a comprehensive work. Verse 5 said, And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Jesus Christ didn't come to this fallen world, you see, just to be a Jewish Messiah and to be a king of the Jews, as Pilate commanded to be written and placed upon the cross. The birth of Jesus, friends, brought the world's rightful ruler to the earth. Jesus was not just king of the Jews. He is king of kings, as the scriptures declare, and Lord of lords, and the rightful ruler over the entire earth. Only Christ can truly shepherd the nations and rule with a rod of iron. We now live, and I don't have to tell you this, it's so apparent today in our cities in America and globally. We now live on a planet that is in rebellion, a lawless planet that refuses God's rightful rule. But the birth of this child was the beginning 
of the end for the devil and his followers. I want to say that again. The birth of this child was the beginning. It's not over yet. I realize that. Sin is is raging and the devil is raging and hell is raging. But I want you to know that when Jesus was born, the end of all of that began. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen to Psalm 2. It says, Why do the heathen rage? Beginning with verse 1, And the people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together, saying, Against the Lord and against His anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder. Cast See the lawlessness? Listen to it. Let us break their bands asunder. Cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son this day. Have I begotten thee? Hallelujah. Ask of me, and I'll give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them, here it is, with a rod of iron, and thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. If you're looking for the Jesus that that laid in the manger to be the Jesus that is coming back, That little pure baby. No. If you're looking for the Jesus that rode into Jerusalem, Jerusalem on a, on the, on a donkey, (laughs) you know, and allowed them to take him to the cross. Listen, you are not looking for the Jesus that is coming back. The Jesus that is coming back is coming to rule and to reign. He's not coming to submit himself, uh, to, to, puny, puny men that would put him on a cross. He's coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. <laughs> That's why it says, and he's coming back to rule with a rod of iron. That's why it says to be wise in verse 10. Be wise, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Hallelujah. How we react to God's Son that has been given to us to come in a manger, but to go to the cross. Friend of mine, is going to determine how we are going to fare when the judgment of God falls upon the entire earth. The Bible said in the book of Revelation earlier that I saw the great men and the, and the rich men and the poor men and it, it covers the whole gamut of, 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 of human beings and their positions. And it said all of them. All of them cried for the rocks and the mountains to hide them from the face of him that sits upon the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. 
What what a what a seeming contradiction of terms. The wrath of the Lamb, the justifiable anger, the the, the wrath of the Lamb. The Jesus John saw in the book of Revelation had eyes of fire. He had feet of brass. His hair was as wool. You see, God has has committed all judgment to His Son because it was His Son that has been rejected. It was His Son that has been disparaged and it is son that that has been pushed away and treated as something something less than clean at all it's his own son that has been rejected and therefore it's his own son that he's committed judgment to amen listen when jesus comes again to the earth with us according to the book of revelation He is going to rule with a rod of iron. So if you're looking for that that artist's conception of the pale, doe-eyed Jesus that looks like he's a candidate for some kind of multivitamin, you are looking for the wrong Jesus. If you're looking for the Jesus that they're, they that as a lamb opened not his mouth, but allowed them to nail him to that cross for our sake, for our sins, old friend of mine, you're looking for the wrong Jesus. The Jesus that is coming again is coming as King of Kings. He's coming as Lord of Lords. He's coming to judge the earth. He's coming to rule. He's coming to reign. Oh, friend of mine, oh, I'm glad that I know him today. I'm glad that I have kissed the Son in the sense of receiving him, embracing him as my Lord and my Savior, my Sovereign and my King. Hallelujah. Listen, aren't you glad today with me that following Jesus Instead of following the world, following Jesus, instead of following the devil, following Jesus Christ, instead of the Antichrist, aren't you glad that we are not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation because of Jesus Christ today? Serving with fear and trembling, but rejoice with trembling. Hallelujah. Amen. The scripture says that if we suffer with Christ... We will also reign with him. Revelation two twenty six and 27. It says, And he that overcometh keepeth my works unto the end. To him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them, here it is, with a rod of iron. As vessels of a potter shall they be broken into shivers. And even as I received of my father... As sure as Jesus is the man-child, therefore, the dragon is the devil or Satan. The birth of Jesus, friend, was a declaration of war. I like what Eugene Peterson notes about this scripture. It says, this is not the nativity story we grew up with. Jesus' birth excites more than wonder. It excites evil. The birth of Jesus was the launch of God's assault on the power of evil. Glory makes me want to shout hallelujah. Amen. Jesus came here to start a fight. He didn't come here, amen, uh, to be this passive 
this passive, just go with the flow person. He never was that. It seemed he was when they nailed him to the cross. He looked so weak and helpless. But this was God's plan to begin the end of Satan's rule and Satan's kingdom. Praise God. We used to sing, Satan, your kingdom's coming down, down, down. Well, it hasn't completely fallen yet, but it's already set for judgment. Believe me, every demon in hell knows that Jesus is Lord. When the demoniac of the Gadarenes, who had a a legion of devils, you know what they spoke through the one spokesman when Jesus approached him? Why, we know who you are, and why comest thou to persecute us before our time. The devil knows his time is limited. And that's why the book of Revelation said, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan has come down unto you during this time. Satan has come down unto you, having great wrath, for he knoweth he has but a short time. It's his last hurrah, his last opportunity to do any damage to the object of God's love. And that is every human being on this planet. Friend of mine, today I'm so glad that I am a Christian. I'm celebrating Christmas with more than sentimental feelings over sentimental songs. I am celebrating, amen, a triumph of, of universal and cosmic scope. Praise God, amen. Listen to Revelation 12, 7 through 9. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevail not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called, we're identifying here clearly, no speculation here, called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. I love, don't you, the absolute authority of Scripture. There's no room here for doubt or speculation. The dragon is ultimately defeated. The devil is conquered, and Jesus is Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. And for absolute surety, we as believers share his triumph and his victory. Listen to it in Colossians two twelve through 15. It says, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Listen to verse 15. Having and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show over them openly, try a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it, literally the cross. I like this amplified 
version of this, it said God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them, them in Him and in it, the cross. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, you, 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 you take the cradle out of Christmas and you no longer have the virgin birth of Jesus, but you take the cross out of Christmas and you no longer have the mighty redemptive work of God coming to its climax and taking place once and for all. Praise God. It is for sure, amen, that the man-child is Jesus. It is for sure that the devil hates the nation of Israel and spiritual Israel, the church, and every Christian, both Jew and Gentile, that have come to Christ all over the world. It is, I heard recently, that that the, the rise of the church there is a there is a a church that is allowed to function but it's only allowed under certain circumstances in atheistic communistic red china but the underground church in china is thriving and there's a mighty revival in china in spite of the persecution oh but there was a statement made that i read recently where where they saw that the, that many Chinese Christians were trusting Christ and following Christ. <laughs> you had trusted Christ and are following him. And they, they seen the threat. They see the gospel as a threat to their rule politically and militarily. The, the, you, you can't even preach or teach publicly the soon coming of Jesus to be king of kings because they see that as a real threat. Oh, friend of mine, it is a real threat because he's coming to rule with a rod of iron and all the militaries of the world would never be able to defeat him. Glory be to God. There's victory in Jesus today. I'll tell you, Christian, we need to quit seeing ourselves as victims of persecution and see ourselves as victors over persecution and wearing persecution as a badge of authenticity. Jesus said, marvel not if the world hate you. It hated me before it hated you. And rejoice not if the world love you because the world loves its own. <laughs> but you are not of this world. We serve a different king and we're part of a different kingdom. Glory be to God. Aren't you glad that you are a Christian this Christmas season? Hallelujah. The, the, the fight is intensifying. The battle is raging. Uh, but victory is sure. We need to get rid of this. I'm a victim of persecution. I, oh, the world don't like me anymore. Oh, because I believe in Jesus. I'm put in a category over here of the, of the, uh, uh I'm, it's politicized to even be a Christian. You have to be part of the, of uh, the conservative right. Well, that's fine. I am, but that, uh, it is, it's more more than political. This is spiritual today. This is more than a conflict between Democrats and Republicans. This is a conflict between light and darkness. Oh, friend of mine, it's time for every Christian to become the light 
that God has called us to be, to put on the armor of light, which is God's own armor, because we're in a war, and war has already been declared, and it was declared when Jesus came into this planet and came into this world. Praise God. Amen. Listen, God has disarmed principalities and make a show of them openly triumphing over them. Hallelujah. For sure, we are free from Satan's accusations, and we have been freed from sin's power. Look at Revelation twelve ten and 11. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives even unto the death. Glory be to God. There's victory in Jesus today. I want to back up just a minute. In China, it was said that some of the high-ranking officials, when they saw the emergence of Christianity in in this this vacuum created in godless atheism, and this threat they saw of the Christian message and the Christian faith, and in particular, the coming of this Jesus to rule with a rod of iron, it intimidated them. And if someone said this, we must kill the baby while it is still in the cradle. Oh, can't you hear the devil talking through this particular official who's, who's so-called made this statement? I believe this statement because of the ideology of communism and Marxism and atheism. If you let this thing, they wanted to stop it in the first generation. Amen. They, they wanted to hatch a lie that Jesus really didn't rise from the dead. We gotta keep him in the cradle. Don't let him go to the cross. And if he gets to the cross, don't let him rise again. If he rises again, don't let him ascend to heaven. And if, for goodness sakes, don't let him come again to rule with a rod of iron. But friend of mine, the Jesus that is coming, according to John the Revelator, hallelujah, has eyes as a flame of fire. He has hair as wool. His feet are as burnished brass, and he has a golden girdle and a white garment. <laughs> and, and when he speaks, there is power that could cause an earthquake to shake the entire world. And out of his mouth, at the cross... He didn't open his mouth as a lamb dumb before his shears. He let them take him there. But when he comes again, out of his mouth is a sharp two-edged sword. Listen, friend of mine, today, amen, I'm glad that Christ loved me enough to go to the cross. And I'm glad that Jesus is coming soon. And I'm glad when he comes, I'm on his side. I have his seal upon me. Hallelujah. Praise God. I am sealed. And we as Christians are sealed. We are marked, branded as his own. 
for the day of redemption. He's not going to have to figure out who is his. He's already marked us as his very own. And Jesus has already overcome the power of sin. Although Satan is still active on the earth and somebody say, tell me about it. From the perspective of heaven, he's been defeated and his days are numbered. God knows it and the devil knows it. The birth, life, death, and resurrection and ascension of Jesus was the only way to overcome the devil and to offer salvation to the human race. Though we may still suffer and see evil active in our world like we're seeing now, maybe like no other generation. These are merely the desperate. Oh, I like this. I like this. I, 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 when, when I wrote this down, a, a quote that someone made, and I wish it was me, but I'm going to give credit to somebody I don't even know. Though we may still suffer and see evil active in our world, This is the quote. These are merely the desperate convulsions of a defeated enemy. You ever seen a snake get its head cut off? The head is, it's as good as dead. It is dying. But there is movement in the body. The nerves are moving all over the place. It looks like it's wriggling like it was more alive than it was before its head was cut off. Oh, friend of mine. But we know, don't we, that that's going to last for that thrashing will last for a little while. And right now we are seeing the death throes of a defeated enemy. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord today. Well, I was going to teach this and I'm doing a little bit of teaching, but I feel like doing a whole lot of preaching today. Amen. This is a greater event than just a baby born of a virgin. Oh, this is a declaration of war upon the enemy and a declaration of defeat to an enemy and a declaration of salvation for all that would receive Christ as their Savior repenting of their sin. That little baby boy, that innocent little child, that little child born to that little teenage girl in that little town of Bethlehem who was first worshipped by lowly little shepherds was the light that shattered the darkness, the Lion of Judah, the Mighty One of Israel, the conquering King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Mary's little baby boy, Hallelujah was God's own Son and our Savior and the beginning of the end of Satan's kingdom of darkness. Praise God. And John saw it all from heaven's point of view. And after the dust had settled and the smoke of battle dissipated, the devil is defeated Jesus is exalted and the church is victorious. And this, my dear friend, is not open for debate or speculation. This is for sure. So this Christmas, when you see a manger scene, be sure to see more than the sweet little baby. See your conquering king and shout for joy. As we close, I want to close with this today. 
the birth of Jesus signaled an invitation to the whole human race. Evil has infected the human race like, a, like this deadly virus that we're dealing with. But when God sent Jesus into the world on Christmas Day, it was an open invitation. I want to say that again. It was an open invitation. Hallelujah. To be cured of that virus. In order to escape God's wrath when He comes to destroy sin and evil completely. Friend of mine, and to eradicate it, to rule with a rod of iron through His Son, Jesus Christ, and our Savior. Kiss the Son. Receive Jesus today. Don't run from Him. Run to Him. Don't run into the arms of the devil and, 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 and share eternity of banishment and punishment with Him. Hell was not designed for him, and God doesn't desire you to go there. Amen. God wants you in his heaven. God wants you for his own. God wants to forgive your sin. God wants you to be sealed with the Holy Spirit, marked for mercy, and not marked for judgment. Oh, friend, come to Christ today. Come to Jesus today. Run to Jesus today. For the day of the Lord hasteneth. The tribulation is coming. The wrath of the Lamb is almost here. That means the coming of the Lord is almost here. Christian, this is a day to put on your armor, the armor of light. This is a day to prepare yourself for battle with the armor of God. This is the day to pray and intercede. This is the day to stand and be counted as a follower of Jesus Christ with whatever that may entail. Oh, take this whole world and give me Jesus. I won't turn back. I won't turn back should be our anthem today. In Jesus' name.